We at Ink and Now Podcast heavily advise no person or entity try tattooing without the proper supervision. But if you do, fuck it. When they come to this tattoo shop, they not meeting black ink crew, they meeting black ink. So when it came down to it, like, the motherfucker ain't really even black ink. You should let me take your That's what gives a, a that's what's gonna help the balance for you, I believe. No, nah, that's called you know karma. Man. <laughs> the last five, six years I've been giving out a lot of pain. Uh, oh, that's cold. What? Yo. Oh, I'm sorry, with your I'm heat, sorry. With your heat your bottles up to the Wow. <laughs> you heat your bottles up? Yeah. The last? Yeah. Never knew that. You put in the microwave in fifteen seconds. Easy, you take the top off, you put it in the microwave, it's plastic, bro. Dead ass. Dead ass. Yo. I've never known that. See, it's sensitive. Ever since oh, I got tattooed, so I got tattooed, I'm like, man, I got to heat the bottles up because that cone is hit people, and that's when you know it's on. That's that's some that's some real, like, that's like, uh, um, real fancy type shit. Bro, you don't understand. Uh, See, what, you, what kind of water do you use? You probably put Fiji in your bottle. I do. I figured that. Yeah, I understand. Some rich nigga shit. Nah, because. Area I used to grow up in. When we started tattooing, yo, know, machines made noise to the point that you know what I mean. You could hear somebody tattooing from two blocks away. That's a fact. Feel me? That's and a fact. all them shit sound like chainsaws. Exactly, and it's a mental <laughs> thing. Like once it went silent, and people people didn't take oh it don't hurt like that no more. And then you feel me with the green soap and the soap. You know what I mean, trying to take that cold cold experience out of it. Yo. I tell you one thing. That's definitely a true fact. Shit, it's like nowadays the the the, the tattoo shops are like libraries. Exactly. <laughs> be quiet as hell. Remember back in the days, they, they used to play hard rock, metal, all that shit. That's though. a fact. I remember, yo, true story. If you want to be down in the industry, you have to be like God, especially if you was black. I wasn't walking around with no black nails, yo. Really? I know they can't take me. You you had to be. Oh, yeah. some like some some heavy metal shit yeah, to fit yeah, in. Yeah, bro, skateboards, all that other shit. I wasn't with none of that shit, bro. Well, shit. Let me, let me ask you this: since since we gonna start back in the days of how things was and all of that, right? Let's tell me, tell me, where, where where did it start, man? Where where did it start for Caesar? Early childhood Caesar, young Caesar. Where did it start? Where where mm-hmm. where exactly? Alright, let's break it down. Right, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know. The whole season, right? right? They know season, but they don't know season. Right. First of all, let's put it out there. People don't even know I was born in Left Rack City, Queens. Dead ass. Yeah, dead ass. I oh, was sure. I, I was born the Queens native. Moms moved me out of there because after that first raid, you know, I mean, most of my family they was into some shit. You feel me? Word. Like a lot of people don't know that I'm Jamaican. Word. A lot of people don't know that 
my Jamaican male parts of my Jamaican family was shower posse. Oh shit. So when they came in this on America's soil, they was on bullshit already. Right. So a lot of them got deported. Right. I was just stuck at my mom's and my aunt's and my grandmother and shit like that. We had no males here. All of them got deported or killed. Wow. So it was a whole thing just being in left right. My mom's trying to make a better life. But moving me to the Bronx was like something better. That was even worse. Yeah, that's exchanging, exchanging one help for another one. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> what, you gonna bring me to the Bronx? Right. Like, you serious? She brought me to the Bronx, this place called The Valley. It's East, Damn, East the Valley? Yeah, it's called The Valley. Sound like some gangster shit. Yeah, man, listen, that shit felt like East Compton and shit like oh, that. Oh, shit. A bunch of suburban kids, and they just wanted me on bullshit time. And it was on East Gun Hill Road, I remember it, though. I remember that first time I went over there, I was like, man, I ain't gonna like this shit. It's the Bronx, uh, uh, man, that's what kind of took me on my whole tour of the fucking world. Word, because it's like, because cause you, you're like an anomaly, man. A lot of people, they, it's like you're just from New York. So that's yeah. why I wanted to understand, like, where are you from exactly? Because you, depending on who you ask, they're going to tell you something different. Yeah. Some people say Brooklyn. Right. Some people say the Bronx. Let, let, me, let me break it <laughs> down. Now right. we got left back in the mix. Let me break it down, because I am from the whole New York. The Word. only place that really can't claim is probably Staten Island. Word. But everyone could claim, like, you don't understand Bed-Stuy, my pop side of the family. Half of them live out here. Right. Like, you could run into my cousin anywhere in the stop. Right. right now, you feel me? Queens, shit. My family from Jamaica's out there. Right. The Bronx, my family from Jamaica and my father's side of the family right. out there. And Harlem, my pops grew up out there. Word. So it's like, yo, all these places, I basically touched down. Like, you got to think about my grandmother living in Flatbush. When, I, when she first took right. down, from one to five, you know, how your mom's is, they going to drop you off at grandma's right. So... I was in Brooklyn, right, you feel me? Right. And then mom dude took me to Queens. Right. Then I went to the Bronx. Like, I was all around the place. Right. That, is, that, is that that who raised you, your grandmother? Yeah, my grandmother raised, raised me for a minute. That's how it is. You know, back in the day, your mom's had three, four jobs, especially she young and shit like that. My right. grandmother was the one who, like, put certain, she instilled certain things in me to this day. Right. Like, That's my dope. independence, everything is from that lady. That's dope. So, all right, so moving around. Grandma raised you and everything. What about siblings? Any any siblings? See, that's the funny thing. My siblings joint is crazy because pops was a rolling stone. Oh shit! So I don't know how many siblings I got. In my pops really? like, right now, I counting. Right. I probably got three siblings. That's a three right now. That's definitely you know for a fact. For a fact. <laughs> now I mean, right. I know there's some other possible because. I had strange situations. Like one time I had my Orlando Grand Open, girl came up to me like, yo, I'm your sister. 18 years old. I'm like, word. That's what's up. But then it just caught me off guard. It was like, yo, how do you even prepare yourself like that? Because right. you got to understand, at the time, I'm on TV. I'm I'm kicking it, popping it. And people come up like, yo, I'm your family member. It's like, crazy. And my pops ain't around. So there's no way I could double back like, yo, is it really, really my sister or somebody just claiming shit? So there's a whole bunch of shit. But as far as my pop's concerned that I know about, he got, I got three. Right. I know I got more out there, but I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I ain't got no it's more. Until they let they so yeah, like, not even that. Nah, we ain't got to let it We did, we just done. We, bro, after a certain <laughs> time, it's like, 
you can't really claim that, bro. Right. Because I really, I ain't grow up with you. I don't know you like that. So right. it's like, right. once the past 20 years, we just call it, yo, what's Perfect up? Perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. That's cool with me. You feel me? Right. And then on my mom's, I got two sisters. Right. So, you know what I mean? I got I got a couple siblings. See, it's so safe to say you got a pretty decent big family. Yeah, my Emmanuel family, them, them motherfuckers big. And then my Jamaican family, that's huge too. Word. I'm probably the only one, like, in, in my family as adults out of all of them that only have one kid. Oh, wow. all, of them, all of them had five kids. Wow. I, you, know, you know, so uh, I, I'm glad you said that because that's actually one of my questions and intriguing minds want to know. Okay. So for the longest, you've been like one of these eligible bachelors. You know, like one of the top eligible bachelors mm -hmm. in and out in the industry. You know, you, you definitely um, a trophy at one point, right? Yeah. How do you make it to this point where you only end up with one kid? Like, what, what what's the secret? You know what I mean? How, how do you get, how do you get through all these years and have one child? Condoms. Man, that's <laughs> that's it, they, they must really work. They work, bro. I'm telling you right now. I had one. She about to be 19 next month. 19. I ain't never 19. had that problem, bro. 19. 19, bro. 19, 19. I ain't never bro. had that problem. Like, and I always, people don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person, I, you only got to teach me one time. Right. The way I had my kid and the way I, what I had to go through, I never want to repeat again. You feel me? How so? Because sometimes when you have a, a child with somebody, okay. at the time... You're thinking, yo, this is how it's always going to be. Right. Time changes. Stuff changes. Right. People change. Right. Feel me? I always say, yo, if I'm going to do that again, I'm going to be married. So I can right. raise my kids. Right. Because two separate households, you can't really instill what you want in your child. Right. Like, I would love to have instilled my entrepreneurship, shit that I could, my knowledge I could pass on. But there ain't enough time in the day. To sit there, you get your child on the weekend and teach them all of that right, shit, bro. Right. So that's why it never dawned to me. I always thought I'd be selfish if I sit there and have a kid and have another baby mother. I'm not giving my kid exactly what I feel that that's needed. Right. If I knew that with my first shot, I probably wouldn't have had her. So uh, do you, you want to have any more children? I mean... Is it like what, like what do you think about about children, about marriage, about that whole package? Like what, do you, what what's on your mind as far as that goes? Is that on the table? Is it like a thing that you just uh? Well, I'll be honest, at my age, I never really I stopped thinking about it because that was I felt like a lot of people chase that shit, and I was chasing it for a while. Right. Everybody know all the relationships I've been through and all that other shit. I always felt like. What always used to get me is through all my success, you know what I mean? I always felt like I wasn't complete. Right. And I always used to, especially like, I used to see people and they be having their family, they be looking so happy. And all I got is basically a bunch of money. And I never was like, damn, it used to catch me. It used to, it used to, it used to I ain't gonna lie, it used to fuck with me. Mm. You like, I opened up a shop, mad praise, but once you close them doors, you go home go with home. yourself. Who the fuck's, like, who you going home to? Right, right. I go home to an empty house, bro. Right. That shit kind of gets you after a while. Right. So I used to chase that. Like, right. nah, I need to get married. I need to go find somebody. But you can't chase two things at once. Right. And I've noticed that, like, a lot of Fortune 500, a lot of CEOs, they single because they can't chase two things. You can't run a business and try to take it to the next level. Especially... You can't serve two masters. You can't, bro. And I just feel like... 
when it's meant for me to have what I what I want, I'ma have it. But for right now, I gotta finish my mission, bro. Right. And it's not like I don't want that. I do. It's just that I can't have both at the same time right, right. now. And I've done tried to juggle it and be like, nah, I could be different than anybody else. But at the end of the day, I just proved that I was I'm human. Right, right, right. So, now, don't, 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 don't bother about that. Oh, no, I already heard the number like, fuck. <laughs> so, let me, let me ask you this. Like, as far as family, because I know the type of dude that you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know how you feel about your family, especially your daughter. Right. right? Is there any plans, if you have already or whatever, in the future to, you know, get that, get that hole again? I mean, everybody, like, regardless of family goes through shit, you always say, always say, Yo, shit gonna get reconciled. It just take time. To, right. You feel me? Like, I never sit there and close the door and be like, nah, right. I ain't never gonna have it. Nah, this can't happen. Right. Nah. Time has showed me and experience showed me never say nothing. Right. You feel me? Never put a time in or anything. So, with me now, even my daughter's situation, I know there's gonna be a time that everything is like a fly. Because that's how shit goes. Right. Me? If right. there's no really basis for malice, there's no reason to carry it for that much longer. Right. So, like I said, everybody, like, it's just a time. She's going through what she's going through, and we'll just get through it. But what, what, if, if you did have another kid, what would, it, what, what would you want? Would you want a boy or a girl? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, the funny thing is I thought about that other day, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not even going to say no lie, yo. I don't know. <laughs> I always want a boy, another boy, right? But I always feel like a boy is for the moms, yo. A girl's always gonna take care of their dad, right. right? They no matter what, yo, they gonna have a husband. Whatever. If they the daddy's girl, they always gonna take. I know as a boy, dad, after a certain age, man, it's on you, pops. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we ma 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 now. mama's baby, yeah. mama's baby. Yeah, it's shit, like boy. I'm gonna take care of mama because I love mama. But dad, you on your own, yo. It's like <laughs> I, I have to understand that too. Right. So it's like. It's, it's right. either or. If I could get twins of, of both, right, like, it's I, done right there. Done right there. Yeah, seal it up. You gonna go snip your shit? That's it. That's it. Would you, would you go? Would you go get a vasectomy? Nah, I ain't gonna. No, no. I'm telling you, my 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 and my record was wasn't impeccable as it was. You're right. And I got like wild kids out there. Right. Definitely. <laughs> but I feel like I got enough control at the age I'm at. I haven't messed up like that. I'm good with right. that, you know what I mean? Right. I ain't letting, I'm not cooking it. Neither. Right, right, yeah. Because you never know, you become, you might be 16, you're like, you know what? And you want to, you want to, you might want to uh, saw your royal yeah, over to a little you know more. what I mean? Like, you know what? I ain't having no kids you in this world. You done, you done fucked up the pipeline. Exactly. No water come through there no more. No water come through no more, you know what I mean? Bone dry. Yo, so before we get into this, I, I got a special surprise for you, man. I wanted to show you this. Because you didn't get to see when I put the stencil on. But I don't know if you noticed this handwriting or anything. But this is mm -hmm. from, That's Bugs. from the homie Bugs. Word. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I digged in the archives for this. <laughs> to find this. That this is. was, um, I I believe he did this back in 98. Mm -hmm. Nah, that was longer than that. Probably longer than that. Because um, a lot of people don't know about Bugs, man. He drew right. that whole book when he was going to be depression. Really? Yeah, in his garage, man. I miss him so much. Like, Bulls is the first person to take me around the world. Really? Yeah. I, I, I believe, Um, one time, I think you told me a story about, uh, y'all went to Russia or some shit like yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> went to Russia. 
What, what, what was that? Who did that go to tattoo in Russia? Why did, how did you end up in Russia? And listen, Bugs was an ill motherfucker. He was the first person, like the first tattoo artist I knew that was like, like we all tattoo certain type of people, but he tattooed those other type of people. Like shit that you be seeing on TV. The like underworld. The underworld. <laughs> so we go to Russia, right? Mind you, he took me from London to Russia. We first we 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 took something. I forgot what we took, but we took a train through the whole fucking through the whole fucking Europe, bro. Damn. Like he took me. What's well, a backpacking shit? Yo, bro, backpacking ain't the word, yo. And mind you, I'm on television, so. I've done seen hostile Russia like bug. Don't get me kidnapped. You know what I mean? They ain't gonna pay for me to come back. Yo, this is gonna be another story. But like, don't worry about it. Bro, we get to Russia now. Now, mind you, you everybody gonna think I'm lying, bro. Like, I can't believe this shit. You just brought this shit to my head. Because it's another st story in Germany. Before we get to Russia, let me right. tell you about what happened in Germany. Baby. We get to Russia now, right? Now... Mind you, we took a we took a, a train into Russia, but then we took a private plane into some other part of Russia. I don't even know if it was Russia, bro. But all I know, they put pillowcases over our head. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Listen, I, I was yo, I was. That's the first time I was really scared being abroad. Like, damn, I might not make it home, but fuck it, it's gonna be adventure. So we go to some. How can you say it? We're going to just call him a warlord, right? Because, they, bro, he has a whole town on smash. Like, you know how rap songs they be That's talking crazy. that? Yo, I be going locking down towns. No. This man had everything. Everybody worked from the police was his. Everybody. What? So me and Boogie tattooing him and his whole crew. This is when I learned about the um, how to tattoo, like, the, the, the Russian way, like, not the Russian way, but they symbols and shit. Like the stars on the knees, certain symbols. Mm. Is, 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 is like, it means some shit. It means some shit. So I'm doing stars, on, I mean stars on the fucking shoulders. I'm doing wild lieutenant shit and all that other shit. I ain't gonna talk too much about it because I ain't trying to get myself in no trouble. <laughs> that's gonna be some secret I'm, shit. Yeah, I, like, I, so, I, don't want the, I, I don't want the Pentagon looking for you. It ain't the Pentagon. The Russians, they, they different, bro. It's a move. So... Yo, listen, I had a time in my life, though. Right. That's why I didn't understand how Shorty got caught up with the weed shit, because I smoke wild weed over there, bro. I'm being wild weed, yo. This is before Britney. This is before Britney. <laughs> okay. I was over there like, what? What? That's gas? Gas? Was it gas? It was gas, wow. bro. They had everything. I was like, no, only want the weed, bro. Chill. Wow. Chill. And then after, had a cold war pack? Bro, listen, I ain't sleep for three days when we was in Russia. Cause after we did the tattoos, right? They mm -hmm. took us to some um they call Soba Saba is they MMA. Bro, when I mean they get down, like it ain't no yo getting knocked out. Something gotta get broken. What? Yeah, it was crazy. They wrestling and all that other shit. Bro, I've been around the world a couple of times. <laughs> I done seen some shit. So I was like, wow, that was fun. That's wild. Bro, I was so happy to get out of Russia. And it's cold as fuck. I, that, that much I know. But they write about they fucking vodka. That should keep you warm as fuck. Uh, how, how many how many shots did that equal to winter? Nah, 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 nah. Two shots, bro. Oh, I ain't with none of that. Anything else is uncivilized. That's crazy. You start talking some other shit. That shit is equivalent to moonshine. That's bro. crazy. Yeah. Well, well, let, let, let's what you call it. Let's um. 
let's go uptown or or wherever it starts at back now. So we just want to dial back in to to Black Ink to the show or whatever to your mm-hmm. tattooing career and mm-hmm. things like that. Let's get over to it. What, what what made you start tattooing? When did you start tattooing? It sounds crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It all leads back to my daughter. Wow. Because this is what was going on, right? I'm going to tell you what my world was like. Mm-hmm. I was I was selling drugs, scamming, right. doing whatever I wanted to. Because at the time, you know what I mean? I really didn't think about life. You feel me? Mm-hmm. only thing I had was basically... My cell phone bill, and that was about it. I ain't had no real responsibility. Responsibility, right. So whatever happened to me, happened to me. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Any family, anybody was checking for me. I was on my own. So I was doing that. Big moms. Now, she, 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 this is a whole different thing. Because, you know what I mean? This shit just threw me on a curveball. My big mom, she got pregnant. But she ain't tell me. She told my moms and her moms. So I remember I got the call from my mother like, mm-hmm. yo. Um, you better not get rid of my grandchild. So what? What are you talking about? My, you tripping? That's how you got the news. Yeah, that's how I got the news. <laughs> I go upstairs now. Yeah, what my mom was talking about? Oh, uh, uh, I'm pregnant. Now I'm still on gangster time. I ain't want no kids. I'm telling you, I ain't never want no kids. Right. I would never want a family. I was like, I want to get rich and die with my my cats or something like that, right? <laughs> You the first male, the first male cat dad. Yeah, cat dad. Yeah, I never heard of a cat dad. Yeah, listen, I'm just loyal, <laughs> B. So boom, right? Mm. I'm on my bullshit. The next day, we go to the abortion clinic. Wow. Now it was God, bro, because that was when they just had passed the law that same day that before abortions, you got to get a sonogram. Man, listen, she got the sonogram. I heard that heart beating. I like, mm. nah, I'm not gonna murder my child. Mm. I'm like, fuck it. Mm. Keep it. Now, mind you, now I mean, me and her always had a rocky road, but I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Right. So, what happened now is, mind you, I'm telling you, I'm in the streets. I'm in the house now, I see a commercial for Captain Gibbs. I remember on Channel 11. Right when I'm watching the my college. Favorite, yes, right, right when I'm watching my favorite show, Maury. I thought <laughs> it was a sign from God. You feel me? Like, go back to school. Learn how to draw, do all the other shit. I already knew how to draw. Right. So I was like, fuck it, let me just do this shit. Go back to school now. Mind you, I'm in school. I'm saying I'm going to quit the streets because I always believe what the Bible said. Whatever, whatever your, the father sow, your child will reap. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I never wanted my daughter to reap anything I was doing in the streets. So I said, fuck this. I'm leaving the streets alone. I got me a nine to five, bro. Man. Working in Best Buy. Oh shit! Get my bro, my my boys laughing at me like, "Where are you gonna work?" Crazy. Best Buy. You get a discount. Crazy. And they all came with discounts afterwards. Like they got crazy. discounts. Though. Yeah, they crazy. all got crazy. Yeah, especially when that Dave Chappelle DVD came out. Forget about it. They was all coming out. I was a man then. So boom, I'm like, I'm gonna go back to school. Go back to school now. Now, mind you, I said I'm out of the street, but I'm not completely out. I'm still dibbling dabbling because. The money ain't how it's supposed, how it used to be. <clears throat> Bro, listen, it was another sign from God. That's why I knew I meant to do this tattoo and shit. My last customer now, I remember his name. His name's Kevin. He lived in, in my baby mom's building. Now, mind you, I did not know this man tattooed. Everybody in the building knew I started to draw him because I was going to college. 
I walk around with art portfolio. Niggas are so proud of me changing my life. Word. So people come to me like, yo, see, can you draw a tattoo up for me? I'm making a little short ass change from that shit, charging people like fifty dollars, shit like that for you know what I mean, just drawing up their tattoos. So one day I go to go serve this man. He's like, yo, I heard about you. I'm like, fuck you heard about me for besides me doing what we do. Yo, you drew this tattoo, I'm like, yeah, how the fuck you get it? He's like, yo, I tattoo. I'm like, you the tattoo nigga in the building? Oh, what's up? And he, and he was one of the fiends? He, he was a fiend, oh, bro. Shit. Yo, but it's so ill because, like I tell you, God is 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 ill because you can't plan for nothing. And you nah. can't sit there and, 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 and make this shit up. Bro, I went to serve this man. Man said, yo, listen, I'll do you something a favor because I see you about to have a kid. I teach you how to tattoo, but you got to stop selling crap. Oh, shit. got to get out the streets completely. I looked at him, I said, get the fuck out of here. And I didn't even serve him. I'm like, yo, you bugging, bro. Fuck, you gonna tell me I live my life. Right. Got mad at me, right? Went downstairs, throw it about it, smoke the blunt. Man, you fucking bugging. I'm who I am, right? I don't know, man. It's like he came on me that next day. I called him and I'm like, yo, I, I get out the streets. You teach me how to tattoo. Right. Bro, listen, within two months, I'm better than him. Now, I'm tattooing everybody in Harlem now. Now, he on bullshit time. Like, nah, you know, your shit done, you good. Damn, that's the end of the apprenticeship? Two months. Crazy. He just taught me cross-contamination, how to load the needle and all that other shit. Mind you. These are the, the machines that blah, 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 blah. I had to learn chainsaw, chainsaw <laughs> shit. So boom, I'm like, I right, bet I'm gonna go get my license. I'm tired of tattooing in the house. I wanna, I wanna go with the big boys. But you know, at the time, you felt like he was ready. Exactly, because at the time Miami Ink was out, certain shit. I'm like, oh nah, I gotta get out there like them. So the funny shit is, I go answer when he's Craig. Craig, was it Craigslist yeah. ads? Uh-huh. Well, Craigslist ad brought me right to this hood that we speaking, where we sitting right now. To Marcus Garvey, Team Jefferson Hancock, the shop was Bedside Brooklyn. Bedside Brooklyn. Bedside Brooklyn. And at that time, that shit wasn't, that shit was, this was do Bedside or die. do or die. This do or die, bro. Right. Like, the block I was on, I didn't even know how notorious was. Put it like this. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, the, like, like everything that happened in New York, bad came out of this fucking out of this fucking zip code. You feel me? And and it's the God, the honest truth at that time. You feel me? So at the end of the day, I'm here in the jungle. I'm tattooing everybody, yo. And I mean everybody. Like I answered the, the thing, thinking I'm just gonna work in it. These motherfuckers leave. So so when it was like it was like an ad looking for artists. Ad looking for artists. I get to the shop now, mm-hmm. bro, and it's like. Yo, it's too This bad. your first tattoo job. My first tattoo right. job, right? And it's two other tattoo motherfuckers that's been like they legendary in in in, in, uh, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It was a nigga named um Ghost mm-hmm. and, and 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 Sarah, mm-hmm. right? Now they used to work in some shit called Brooklyn Inc. that was on the ad, and like they was legendary in Brooklyn. But I, you know what I mean, I was new to the game. I didn't know who I was getting taught by. Bro, listen, Sarah got deported. 
she went back to Puerto Rico, there's more money out there, and goes went to open his own shop. Guess who they left that shop with? The one in Brooklyn? Yeah, guess who they left you? that shop with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got there. I just got there, bro. In less than six months, I owned the shop. What? I'm like, oh, what the fuck? But luckily, they taught me the business side of everything before, you know what I mean, they got up out of there. All right, so fast forward. Now. Mm-hmm. My man Corey comes down, mm-hmm. teach him how to tattoo. I'm sitting there. Now, mind you, a lot of people don't know the first Urban Inc. and all that other shit. I was in there. Like I like I was in there, but before my second year tattoo, I was already public. Like they already ordained me. Urban Ink, the magazine, the publication, yeah, the publication, the first right. which book right. already ordained me. Like I was next thing coming. Oh, that's crazy. What year was this? All of this. What year was that? Damn, bro. I, I, that shit gotta be over fucking twelve years. Ago. Yeah. Know what I mean? So, and you look at the hitters that was in that magazine. Then they they pioneers of the industry. So. My own, my shit was I had to become, I had to get around the Manhattan artists, like the Soho or the other shit where them niggas putting in that real work and getting really paid. Right. So I said, fuck it. My people them opened up this shit called Black Ink Gallery. Let me go to Harlem for a little while. Mm. It started off as a guest appearance. And soon, that shit became permanent. Like a full time spot. Because so you wasn't in the shop that here no more? Nah, I left it for my nigga Corey. I yeah. left it for Corey because I, I was like, yo, I'm tired of doing tattoos with bullet wounds and rest in peace and all that <laughs> other shit. He's ready to get about the hood. And on top of that shit, a lot of people don't know, that time it was a lot of gang activity. And with gang activity, a lot of gang tattoos. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people don't know with indictments. Your tattoo artist can get indicted too. Oh shit! Yes, for doing gang tattoos. Oh shit! I, I forgot. I forgot what it was named, but the the what you call you know I used to tattoo cops. They told me I was on the indictment for doing gang tattoos. What? So guess who left? Caesar left. Mm-hmm. Because I ain't gonna lie, I was doing all the homies tattoos. <laughs> but guess what? This is the home the homie headquarters. Right. What I'm gonna do? Say nah, you can't get blood. <laughs> like, like, why, why? like, right. no, this right. is my clientele, this is what I do, what right. fuck? So, when it came down to it, I was like, yo, I need to, I want to become more of a, um, not urban tattoo artist, but more commercial. Right. So I decided, let me go uptown. You just want to be taken more seriously. Bro, I go uptown now. This is Black King Gallery. Black King Gallery, Gallery. mind you. My man, he 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 used in the streets. He wanted to make the streets. Decided he wanna wash his money get a tattoo shop. Bro, listen. He catches the case six months after I got there, bro. Probably a little bit later. Catches the case, leaves. Now mind you, I was already working on some shit with Corey Guns, cause he had a show and they brought the cameras to the shop. So Corey and his people was already like, yo, see you do your own show, uh uh. Man, fuck that TV shit. Mind you, I'm getting money in, in Black Ink. I don't give a fuck. But guess what? My boss at the time said, yo, it'd be nice if we had a fucking reality TV. And Puma asked, was like, yeah, we should. Now, mind you, Puma worked at the shop too at the time. Mm-hmm. All right, we shoot this pilot. Bro, we get bit awards from everywhere. 
we got all these bid awards, landlord comes in. Yo, y'all getting evicted. What? What? You said, how the fuck you mean getting evicted? I'm like, yo, the camera's up. Already with Jeff. Landlord like, nah. Your man ain't been paying rent in fucking seven months. Oh, wow. Calling him, calling him. He's on, he's gone in the wind. Because they investigating for all other types of shit. So guess what happens? Oh, shit. You became the owner again? Not yet. <laughs> when he said, yo, VH1 signs y'all. Y'all got such and such. We can't, we ain't telling that y'all lost the shot. We don't want y'all to lose the deal. Y'all right. better figure it out. Season went right across the street and, and opened up my man's apartment, which was 10K. I made it 10 inch. Oh, Bro, shit. for a whole month. From morning, prime time, get twenty thousand up just so I can get his landlord. Now that twenty thousand just for the landlord, bro. Right. I still had to pay for paint, getting the shop up, that together, equipment, all that shit. Cause they took everything out of that shit. It was right. just a, it was just a, a, a skeleton, right. bro. And mind you, I just came home from foot surgery, so I had pins in my fucking foot, bro. Listen. That was the hardest shit ever. Cause all of me wanted to say, yo, fuck this shit. But it was like, I had to keep going. Because, like I told you, I kept running from being certain things. Right. Like, I'll sit there and be like, nah, I don't want to be a boss. So I'll sit there and be like, nah, I'm going to go to the shop. Every time, it'd be like, yo, here, I'm not letting you just be a regular motherfucker. Try to escape your destiny. Exactly. And it kept to the point that I just like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm going to just accept what it is. Because every time I try to escape it, it just comes right back at me. And it's to the point that I don't feel comfortable unless I'm the one. Right, right. So now it's to the point now, with the TV shit and all that shit. Right, so you can't. actually get all the money up to pay the back rent and everything. Y'all letting me a boom. When we get in there now, that's the crazy shit. Cause when I pay the back rent now, I still sat there with the whole, the original cast, six members, and say, yo, Paid twenty thousand, you feel me? Six months. So, so that's what I wanted to know too. Like, how how did it, uh, who, who's the original cast? Who's the original people there? Who's the, the original, original cast? Time, who's there? It was me. Okay. Ted. Um, Sassy, Puma, Duchess. Oh shit. And um. Alex. Okay. Alex is the, the Spanish chick. And, and who, who, who did you know the longest? Out of everybody. Out of everybody. Ted. Ted? Mm-hmm. And, what, and what, what's your relationship with Ted? And my family. Word. Okay. Yeah. So do, do like mom? The moms. Moms? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what you call it? Then you what, ran into Puma? Puma came from Tough City. Okay. For me going back yeah, to so Tough yeah, City. So how, how did you? How did I, you I was getting tattooed because you know when you get young, 18. My man Vaughn started taking me like the the, 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 the tattoo spots. Though. Right. First it was Champions, and then it was Tough City in the Bronx. Tough City Puma was one of them skateboarding motherfuckers, lightning, gothic motherfuckers, right. pierces all over the place. I'm fucking in there selling weed. Really? Yeah. So me and Puma became cool. I wasn't smoking weed at the time, but me and Puma became cool because he. He was getting bitches. Right. Like, Boom was the weirdo that had a whole bunch of chicks around. So he was like, hey, they ain't never want to fuck with him, but they want to fuck with the real motherfucker. So fuck it, you feel me? Right. And then from that, me and Puma just became, like, we just became cool from that. So, right. 
to the point that, you know what I mean, you see us today. Word. And then what you call it, and then everybody else just like fell in the place mm-hmm. and then they Like, Sassy was his best friend. Um, oh shit, he came across the shop later on after I took it over and came work for me. Um, um, Alex, she came across later on, like I said. And Duchess, she popped up, you know what I mean, after she seen me in some man magazine, and she was just on some, yeah, I wanna learn from this type of shit. Oh, so she wanted to be an apprentice? Yeah, that's what one of my apprentices is at for. Oh, shit, okay. And she came over here, she was learning from me. Oh, shit, okay. That's like, okay, everybody right. from black ain't know that shit. Right. That's so, why we was always on the road together, that's why the relationship was way well. Right. So, like, so, so, okay, so y'all start this, going this amazing run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Black and Crew, one of the hottest number one shows for many years, mm-hmm. right? What's the difference now as far as Black Ink, the shop, tattoos, Black Ink crew? Like, what, is, is there any difference there? If there is, like, what's the difference there? I ain't gonna tell you, there's a lot of difference. Like, the original cast members, mm-hmm. they all worked in the shop. We was all really, like, really family. Right. Like, you gotta understand, when you struggle with a group of people, Y'all become family. Y'all build a bond Y'all together. Y'all build a bond, especially struggling. Right. Struggle creates the biggest bond you ever see. Absolutely. Not success. Absolutely. When you struggle with people, man, no one has any type of any type of certain moral stature, anything like everybody's on ground. Everybody's the same. You feel right. me? So when it came down to it, it was like, yo, we here for each other. Right. These new motherfuckers that basically got cast in them. They don't know nothing about black men. Like most of them was basically fans watching this shit. Like, yo, I need to get on it, you feel me? But if you really look at it and see the core, our tradition, even our culture, they don't know nothing about that shit. Like you sit here and be like, yo, what's a mixie? They gonna say something stupid. They don't know what we, like that whole thing and the whole struggle. Like motherfuckers came along when Motherfuckers was able to get Ubers and shit like that. They didn't understand the struggle of basically having to get the lights on or getting paid $2,500 an episode. Like, nigga, you got the highest, you got the, the highest rated show on cable and you're getting paid pennies. Crazy. They didn't know the struggle and what, what, what it took to get So when they come now with this, oh, I'm this and I'm that, it's almost like, bro, you wasn't here in the day when Motherfuckers still had to chip it, or when we had to get lunch and we go two dollars over, they want their money. Right. Like it's everything we had to go through and what we had to struggle to get to. It's like I couldn't like put it like that. The new niggas ain't it. So what do you so like? All right. So as far as like, what do you think? What you saying that I could get a couple of things about myself out of that? But what do you think is like some of the pros and cons of? you putting your brand on TV? Like, did things change? Of course, but like, how else? Like, what are the, the, the pros and cons? What are more the cons than just the pros? Because obviously pros, people know you. You out there, you I mean, the clients. biggest, the biggest con to me is quality control. Quality control. Because you you like, you see how we are? Right. Like, we have a certain groove to us. We have a certain thing to us. Right. There's certain motherfuckers just come on cross and they not us, but want to have that name. The, 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 um, the impersonators. Mm. You know what I mean? Some motherfuckers feel like that's flattery. That's not flattery to copy a motherfucker. Mm. Or one of them be. Like, I can understand, like, put it like this Dame Dash. Mm-hmm. 
bro, I look up to him, but you won't see him, you see it, try to be exactly like him. Right. You feel me? It's certain things I look up to him from, but I'm not copying in every move. Right. I'm like, yo, that's a good move for your lane, bro. Right. I have to respect how you handle your lane, but I'm not going to try to get in your lane and try to, to take you out. Mm. That's one of the biggest things, though. Like, even as tattoo One of the cons industry, of having your shit. Exactly. Even as tattoo TV. industry, there's a lot of motherfuckers that's aiming to be like me, but don't understand who I'm trying to be. Mm, that's deep. Like, there's motherfuckers that came before me that set their name in the stone that, like, I want to do. Like, Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy set his name for generation to generation. No one's going to forget Ed Hardy. Right. Even if you know him just for clothes, most of the tattoo world knows him for his tremendous tattoo and how he was able to transcend from just a tattoo or to a commercial brand. 100%. That's all I wanted, yo. If you see him trying to be like Caesar, you wrong, B. I'm trying to be better than motherfuckers I seen come before me, yo. Right. So if you're not trying to outbeat them, we're not in competition right. with each other. Everything you doing right now, I already did, yo. Right. So the shit I'm trying to do, I'm trying to catch up to this man and Hardy and other motherfuckers right, like it. Right. Other than that, I already consider myself my name in, 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 among among the fucking do, history. Do you books. think? Do you think you get as much credit as you should? Nah, I never get enough credit. You don't like think that. so? Nah, yeah. Or, it, it's um, it's it's human nature, bro. But it, it's crazy. Most of the time they give you credit when you die. They're not gonna give it to you in your face. Right. It's never, you're never gonna have that credit. Like you think Mozart and all the motherfuckers that came fucking laid down crazy works of art, composed crazy music. You think anybody told them there was any value until they died and everything, like you can't get this no more. So, and this man came and we didn't recognize him. Right. That's just how it is, bro. Right. They don't recognize you until it's too late and they can't duplicate right. you. Let me, let me ask you this, how many artists do you think you have employed <laughs> and 10 years? That's a, I, I, it popped up in my mind, and I wanted to know, like, because I could count maybe myself a couple hundred. So, like, what, well, what do you know. think if you had to put a number on top of it? I can't even. Because everybody who came to me, mm-hmm. I always try to look out for them. Right. Like, I never, you don't understand, when I started this black thing, it wasn't for personal gain. It was getting keep keep my niggas out the hood. Mm. I didn't want us to become statistic. I seen us slipping slowly. Tab was starting to do time. And he did that little six months in the Rikers. Um, I was on the verge of bullshit and getting back in the streets. Puma was already dibbling, dabbling, doing shit. You know what I mean? So we was all, we, it was like, yo, we gotta figure this out. That's what really made me sit there and say, yo, I'm gonna do this black ink shit. Because I'll be honest, at the time when reality show was popping, it was Stevie J's and all that other shit. Right. I didn't see the premise. They always made a black man look crazy. Right. And I was like, yo, what's the premises? But then it's like, Ted just told me one day, it was like, yo, what we gonna do, bro? We gonna keep doing this shit forever? And it's like, as a, as a logical man, I know we can't do this shit forever. So it's time for a change. And that's why I tried out that fucking reality TV shit. But my whole shit was, I'm gonna make sure my business shines, or my brand shines. Honestly, I didn't expect this shit to last this long. Mm. I, I didn't get no schooling in none of this shit, no business, no nothing. All this shit was on the whim. Right. And watching YouTube and, right. and reading books. I started reading books about How many years people. into, how many years into, how much time into you being a new owner at Black Ink, 
right? It's no longer black and gallery, it's black ink now. Yeah. How long before you get on TV? Hmm. I was on TV when I, was, I became a home. That's crazy. So if I if I if I really do the timeline right, you was probably tattooing for what, like less than two years? Yeah. And then you became the owner of Black Ink Gallery, and then you became on TV. Wow, okay. So, so that, that's where the hate came from, because you see, motherfuckers were tattooing 10 years, mm. and I came in, and I wasn't even like, I wasn't, I, I tell you, God, I'm the truth, I wasn't in season, I'm like, right, right, but right, I right. did it, of I course did not. but it was, it worked better. Because you got to see my struggle, you got to see who I really was. I didn't come in this shit, like, I, I came in there okay, and I became, like, you had to go see the learning process, not only for my art, but also my business set. I went from partying bullshit to able to open up 10 shops on TV. Right. Were, were you afraid of being criticized about, like, uh, your tattooing skills and being on TV? Was that a thing in your mind at the time? It always was. Because you had tremendous artists like Cat One, D, all of them really putting in work. Right. And then you gotta understand, especially at those times, black artists didn't get the apprenticeships that other artists got. So you had to, so it's always self-taught. Your that is that self, how you learn most of the time? I taught everything myself, bro. Mm. Like, I'm not gonna lie, my homie Andre Malcolm okay. helped me out a lot, but everything else was like self-taught, from shade to line and to so even what type of medium that ain't got to use. It was trial and error. That must have that must have been major to not even be tattooing for like uh, a fucking week, figuratively, and then all of a sudden being an owner of this shop and then being on TV in the same breath. I mean, nah, because I never even got to soak that in, bro. Like, I never really even got to soak it in until ten years later. Mm. Because when you in it, you're not realizing nothing, bro. Right. Like. They put me on TV and gave me a business when I never ran a business that big. That's like, crazy. you put me nationwide. You made my brand nationwide by putting it on TV. One, the, that first time, bro, I wasn't ready for that impact. Right. The, the way that my shop got packed, lines, I'm sitting there like, I didn't know what to do, bro. Right. I'm sitting there like, all these people want tattoos from us. Like, we was already packed, but this was just like, it was ridiculous, like the way ones was getting, and I still didn't know what to do. Like the shit I know now, that I, I wish I could have knew then, bro, I'd have well, been a as far as what? A business, calculating my money, how to move money, all that shit. I mean, I'd have had 50 shots in my mouth if I knew what I know. Word. Well, what, 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 do, what do you look for in a new shop? It's crazy. Like, if you, like, like when you're ready to open up a new shop, new area, like, like what are the, some things you look for? Growing cities, mm. cities that got growth in it. Like certain cities already grew so much, the other cities around it are growing. Right. You know? Like New York, New York is already growing the fuck out. You feel me? Only people that's coming to New York to take anything is is wealthy. Right. But if you go to the neighboring, excuse me, you go to the neighboring towns like in Jersey or fucking PA or even Connecticut, you get some money. You know what I mean? Right. I also look for it's, it's crazy to say, but cities that lack urban tattoo shops. Mm. Because more than likely, they have a big urban following that they go to commercial shops, and the commercial shops don't really respect And when you say urban, you mean shops where artists of color. Exactly. Okay. And you go to a shop that don't have color, but they don't know how to tattoo our skin. 
Right. See, it's a difference, and I always knew that shit. To, for, for us to color our skin, it's harder. Because when I tattoo a Caucasian client compared to a black client, it's much easier for me. I could get 20 different shades in. But if you nice with some black skin, and I mean some black, black skin, bro, you nicest in the world. Right. That's why I can sit here and go anywhere and tattoo. Right. That's why I go on European trips and tattoo. I go to fucking Brazil and tattoo. I go wherever I want because I know I tattoo every single Right, right. Do, do you have any ideas to open up any new shops? Any right. plans for that? I hate to say it. Probably not. No? Nah, because I had a dream, right? Mm -hmm. I had a dream of opening up shops nationwide, mm -hmm. 50 states, and then go to Europe. But the way the times is changing and quality control, because when you go with my 10 shops, it's just <coughs> so much for me. But it's hard to get the black ink experience to people with just a shop. Right. I need something bigger than that. Right. I need, like, I'm just saying my own convention. Right. That hits every state. Mm. So I can give everybody that black ink experience. Because mm. I can't hold a black ink experience for years in a shop. And I'm, not, I'm only able to visit that shop once a year. Mm. It's not giving the experience. If you're able to come in with your own convention, and I don't mean like, I mean a crazy convention, like Woodstock meets Tattoo Convention. Mm -hmm. You feel me? You're talking like, about a festival. A festival. Okay. Like a Black Ink Festival where we got tattooing and we got music, our kind of music, our own kind of group, our own type of thing. Like Black Ink is known for so much more than just tattooing. I remember the time we known for our strippers. This, that, we put all of that under one building and take it from cities to giving people that black ink experience. Is that the uniqueness you think of black ink? Is that what the, 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 the different flavor yeah, that it brings to the culture? Yeah, the whole culture in one, bro. It's not one thing in this culture that you can't recognize in black ink. Right. From the music to, to our style to everything about us is right. just the culture. So why not incorporate it? Tattoos is already part of the culture. It's not a tat. It's not a, 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 a artist out there that's not tatted up. Right. We been so why not just put it together? Right. And that's what I'm thinking. It's like I could keep doing these shops, but am I cheating people out of the experience? Or I just putting up shops. Right. Right. You know so I mean? so the, the so the dream didn't completely like start. It just changed a little bit. Nah, it it got bigger. Got big, right? Because it was it was small. Me opening up shop after shop after shop. Right. It's it's too it's small. But me sitting there making like yo listen, I'm gonna create a tour that all artists can eat. Over three, four hundred artists can eat on these tours. Right. And I'm also giving these the people the experience they should have in a tattoo convention. Right. Not the weirdo hanging with hooks in your chest and all that other shit. I mean like something that we could we could grasp. Right. Car shows with and then all types, even mileage, like everything that that's us, mm -hmm. comedy, everything, bro. Right, right, right. right. There's a whole right. fest that we can sit here, even food, all that right. shit, bro. Right. You guys, it's a good time. That's that's it. That's so, all black and has merged. Anytime somebody watches them TV, they like, damn, they having, they having a good time. Right, I can dig that. 
That's dope. So I, I, I watched movies like The Founder and seen his problem when he was, he was getting, expanding his franchise. And I sat there like, in these times, in these times, my plan ain't gonna work. In his times, my plan would work. I have to change my plans for this type of time. Bro. Right, right. I mean, who says in five years, tattooing is just gonna be commercial business within shop? Because as you can see, people are getting a lot more private studios. Right, right. So what's, everything is changing. Right. If you don't change the time, you're gonna die right. in the past. Right. What, 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 what are some of your biggest obstacles of, of achieving this plan, this dream? What do you think is in the way? Me stop thinking about the old and start thinking about the new. It's easier to think about the old because you're more comfortable in it. To think about something new and brand new, something that ain't been done before, is uncomfortable. Right. Your brain is telling you you're crazy. Right. You start talking to people about it, they're going to say you're bugging. Right. Why change up when you're winning like this? But they don't see you're not going to be winning forever. Right. That's like a picture. 20 years later still trying to pitch like he's like he, he he had it when he was young right i can't even tattoo as long as i used to right i remember days i used to tattoo to fucking 12 14 right. hours <laughs> back to back to back i do a six hour tattoo i'm ready to go home oh man bro. Start kicking I, oh man my back hurt my eyes start burning I actually, I yeah i mean i can dig it you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to adapt to the time. I could dig it. I could dig it. So outside of tattooing, anything plans? Like you got anything like beside nothing to do with tattooing? You know what I mean? Just like you know what? I think I'll do this type of shit. You know what I mean? All right. I'm only gonna tell you you can use my boy. Right. I do got something. Okay. Too. Because somebody told me before. It's not the tattoos people respect about you. It's your business. Mm. And I had to respect that. Like, yeah, I'm going to tattoo good, but is he business-minded? Is he able to sit there, like I said, like that? And me being on TV for 10 years, I've learned a lot. Like, motherfuckers don't even know I was executive producer for Black Ink for 10 seasons. That's ill. Like, I'm the one who's putting together everything. That's ill. In a big company like that. That's so. And then I see how well, everything's going with everything with the streaming and how everything's moving. Mm -hmm. So now it's like this. Do I sit here and go back to tattooing, which I, I love, and paint the way for me? Or do I open up another chapter and say, yo, this shit ain't over. Why I can't do something else? Wow. Now, me now, being me, I decided I want to do something else. I want to push, I want to push the the envelope. I'm I'm working on my own streaming platform. Oh shit. It's called I am Okay. You know what I mean? Is this is exclusive? This is exclusive. This is exclusive. Not this is exclusive. You heard exclusive. it here. You heard it here. I'm working on my platform right now, you feel me? Okay, that's dope. What it's kind of platform? It's a streaming platform. Wow. I mean, like, I'm going to be Like TV shows and all that kind of shit? Movies? Live TV? Like, damn. Okay. I always see it like this, right? My problem is I can sit here and make shows and go to somebody, ask for their permission, their approval, right. or I could be the one giving the approval and the permission. Right. It's a different type of feeling. Right. I had to learn from my other situation. I wasn't a boss. Right. If somebody's able to fire you and tell you, yo, I'm going to stop the way you getting money, 
not a boss, bro. Mm. That shit made me think and made me clear my head. Like, somebody gave me the title of boss. I didn't earn that mm. shit. For me to be a real boss, I got to boss up and make real moves. Mm. And I feel like the only way somebody can respect them, my moves, if I show them that I ain't scared. Mm. Fear is what stops a lot of people from doing shit. I ain't scared of shit. And right. once I start feeling some type of fear, I'm going to jump in it because I'm scared. Right. Because I have that feeling and I right. don't like feeling that way. That's just a scary feeling when somebody say, yo, you fired. What? Right. Right. I just built an empire, bro. Right. You know how much money I made right. you, bro? I'm right. fired. How, how, how did that make you feel, you knowing this journey that you had creating, building this brand, and then you get this message one day saying that, what appears to, to some people that you're no longer a part of it. Bro, how am I be put, not part of something? That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that shit don't make like, no how, sense. How, where, where's your mind stay that? And my mind is like, at first, it's like, it's a fucking joke. Right. You can't. You feel like you're on punk. I mean, on right. punk. Like, you can't <laughs> keep me out of something that I created. Right. But then I realized you can't. Mm. You feel me? Because I don't own everything. The business wasn't right. The business wasn't. Like I told you when I first got in that shit. I was trying to catch up. It was already far gone, bro. Right. You already on TV. You still worrying about LLC and getting. And you still learning how to tattoo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a crew of motherfuckers who don't know the the idea of real longevity. Like, yo, we're not gonna be doing party for fucking five hundred dollars. We're gonna sit here and do them shit for some bread, so we can sit here and start looking like some loving hip hop motherfuckers. Right. You got motherfuckers that don't even don't even know, haven't seen a dollar. And now they start to see money. Now that shit changes, motherfucker. Right. They added tunes, bro. Right. Yo, for yo, true story. <laughs> fame is the worst drug ever. Motherfuckers might say whatever about money, but nigga get famous. You see who they really is. Yeah, really. You see who they really is. Like I never changed, bro. If you say I was an asshole before, I'm still the same asshole, bro. I've never changed, right? right? Right. It just enhance your assholeness. You feel me? At the end of the day, you not, like the shit I used to say yes to, I'm not going to say no. I'm still right. saying yes right. to, bro. I haven't changed. Money hasn't made me move in a certain way. That, uh, this motherfucker, I'm too good for this person. Right. I done seen that shit, bro. Right. Motherfuckers used to hang out with the same person they did from first grade. Now it's, uh, they, they teeth are fucked up. I'm not fucking with them. And right. I look at motherfuckers like, yo, something's wrong with y'all, right. yo. That thing, yo. Right. That's why when everything went down, it was like, and I started seeing how motherfuckers moving. I was like, "Fuck it." What 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 was the main, what was the what was the biggest adjustment when like you in your absence and being on TV for this um this time being? What was like the biggest adjustment? What are you? The what, biggest what adjustment the was seeing motherfuckers that said, "Yo, I got your back. I'm here for you." Motherfuckers used to call you every day for help mm. or other shit. Now you're starting to see how distant they get. How the phone calls less. Motherfuckers change their numbers. So. Wow. All tight shame. You sitting there like, bro, I'm the same motherfucker that went to bat for you, some of you motherfuckers. And I'm not one I'm not one of those people that sit here and do shit just to hold it over people's head. But when you when it comes down to it, when you start going through shit and you start realizing like, damn, motherfuckers really left a nigga for dead. Word. And these are the same motherfuckers that when the money train went past, I double back fucking. I triple back the motherfucker. When motherfuckers have a legal problem, yo, here's my lawyer, yo. Take care of that. Right. And then it's like, 
wait, hold on, I can't even get a phone call? Right. Like, I always would sit here and take responsibility for shit that I do. Right. You feel me? But what I don't appreciate is how motherfuckers carry on after that. Right. It's like, all right, I fucked up. Right. But I thought we loved each other if we think it did. Right. Unconditional. And, and are, are these some of the people like to deal with the cast? Some people in the cast? No, listen, are you in touch with anybody from the cast? You. That, wow. You. Wow. Major. And then that's even that shit. It's like, damn. I remember I had to go tooth and nail to keep this black shit afloat. I had to go fucking do tours and all these little shit while other motherfuckers ate. And I never got mad, bro. Yeah. Like, all them tours, all them going out, meet and greet, it wasn't the black ink crew. It was black ink. Right. Feel me? When they come into the tattoo shop, they not meeting black ink crew. They meeting black ink. So when it came down to it, it was like, your motherfuckers ain't really even black ink. It's like y'all perpetrating something and like, oh, we finally got some. We finally won. It's like, bro. So it's more like black and cool. They more on the TV side of things and than like, the actual movement. This is the one I mean. And it's always been like that. It's just, I never said nothing because right. it's TV. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and fucking catch a gripe about it. Everybody know TV right. ain't 100% real. Right. Does, do you think that that could fuck up the perception of like, say like the audience, certain people Yo, that may think a certain thing is going on, or things are a certain way? Yo, you know how much L's I took? motherfuckers fucking up tattoos on TV, doing this, wow. doing that. that. That was my next question. And like, and how and does and that happen? And, right? and that shit falls on And affects brain. your brand. But wow. these motherfuckers singly, I mean, excuse me, these motherfuckers by themselves are not feeling the rap of it. Like, you know how much business I lost behind motherfuckers misspelling names? Oh, Look, doing crazy and thinking that and thinking that the artists in the shop are like the same caliber. But they not. But these motherfuckers don't even work for the shop. Don't even work. They have nothing to do with the shop. And I got watching shit. Team personalities. It's crazy. And motherfuckers like, well, I'm not going to that shop. I'm not going to that shop. Not knowing this person will work in my shop. Wow, wow, wow. So some of this shit be like, like I said, it comes with good and the bad. That 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 must really. Grind your gears. Well, it used to, <laughs> but like I said, everything's a learning experience. Right. Like, right. even with this situation, motherfuckers not fucking with me and just falling back on me. <laughs> Sometimes, before you go to your next level, your next chapter, you gotta get rid of the dead weight. Mm. I've been saying since season five, I got, I'm tired of carrying motherfuckers. Mm. Like, even look at it, look at, just think about the show, right? And think about the storylines and how many motherfuckers they do shit. Mm. And most of the time you wait and to see to see me or Scott. And then when Scott got Scott left off the show, it was just me. You know how much weight that shit was to carry? Mm. Nigga working twelve hour shift and still had to run his business. While some of these motherfuckers ain't even come ain't even coming in to shoot. And they still getting a check, bro. Damn, so you running a shop, your brand. You're trying to keep that shit going forward, and you're doing a TV thing at the same and time. And trying to have a regular life. And rolling through the punches of all the bullshit. Crazy. 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 Do you think that contributes to um a lot of people thinking that you're, like, you're a certain way, like some kind of asshole or whatever, because the way it's being projected on TV, but not knowing that you're really upset because of how your brand is being portrayed sometimes? 
I mean, it's kind of hard to talk to people. Like, most of the people that don't get me are people who don't, never had a brand, never really right. had to have employees that they knew as friends and shit. Right. And they ain't had to deal with them that shit. So it's hard for me to say and be like, oh, you shouldn't perceive me as an asshole. Because regardless, half of the fucking nation, more than half the nation perceives their boss as an asshole. I'm just, I'm just a representation of it. Mm-hmm. So they be sitting there like, I fucking hate my boss. I fucking hate season two. Yeah, just like my boy. But the, at the end of the day, you might not like my methods, but you have to love my results, yo. Right. Yo, you have to look at every cast member in Black Ink. Fuck the Black Ink check that they get from VH1. A motherfucker made sure everybody was good, bro. Mm. Like, none of these motherfuckers are struggling. None of these, everybody has cars, they got houses. They set up good, yo. And that's not because of, of, of their endeavors. Mm-hmm. That's because I made sure I, I put shit in perspective. The brand. And, and I put the brand in place. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of shows that motherfuckers ain't set up like how they, they set up now. Shit, you go to some of the cast of Love and Hip Hop, the motherfuckers is homeless. Right. You look at this cast of Black Ink, the motherfuckers is good, bro. Right. And they not good, that's because they wasn't listening. What, what, is, what, is the, what is the resentment coming at, though? Like, what do you think that's about? Like, um, do, you, do you feel like maybe like some of the cast members, some of your people, they wanted to to be the boss? They I feel wanted like, that, that role? I feel like this. I'm I'm, I'm tell you 100%. Mm-hmm. Some motherfuckers see what you go through and feel like they could do it better than you. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes in. Like with me, I never sit there and look at somebody and be like, nah, I could do this and I'll be honest with you, the shit I go through when I'm doing, it's just made for me to do, bro. Right. I don't sit there and be like, yo, nah, I need to be better than him, or I need to be, I gotta do this better than him, or I gotta copy this that he did. I ain't gonna like that, bro. Right. I don't gonna watch other men. Right. You feel me? So when it comes down to it, I'll be watching people, I they knew, I'll be like, damn, I guess that's the only thing you could do because you couldn't come up with nothing original. Right. Because you're not gonna see me sitting here fucking rapping, and I know I can't fucking rap. Right. But I see somebody else rapping, you're like, oh, this shit easy. Right. Let me start. You feel right. me? Right. But then it becomes an animosity because he's rapping so easy, and I'm not. Fuck, what makes him better than me? That's when you start thinking, be like, yo, don't, you don't see the struggle what the man had to go through before he even got to where he's at. And that's the problem most of you motherfuckers. They think I just got it overnight. Like, they didn't understand how I had to go through, what I had to go through to get fucking black game. Right. Like, the nigga sat in the fucking project and tied the whole project and only got 20000 You know how many tattoos I did, bro? Crazy. And you know niggas ain't paying over $200 no tattoo, <laughs> bro. Not to mention what was going on in the meantime. The and conditions had, of... And the conditions, everything. Small and project I, apartment, lighting... Niggas have to go outlets. have to come in a pissy <laughs> elevator just to come into the temple. Like, no, bro. You thought this was just fucking glamour and sharp in the beginning? Right. Nigga, please, man. That's why I be saying like, yo, motherfuckers, the energy comes from motherfuckers can't get it as easy because they don't know what you went through to get here, yo. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. So as far as like like what do you what do you see? Beside the tattooing, beside the, the 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 TV shit or whatever, 
know what I mean? Do you do you even have besides you putting out your streaming app and everything? Do you have aspirations of being on TV and doing some shit in that space still? Besides being behind the camera and, and shit like that, is that the, still the, a thing the, for you? The funny thing is, bro, I've been thinking about that shit ever since I got cut from TV. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I always feel like I got a wild office. Right. Like people be saying like nobody like I got I got some offers. Like I even got a big ass offer the other day that I had to turn down because it wasn't with me. It's just like for me now You're more careful of how it ain't even be more careful, bro. I feel like this. When you first get into an industry you gotta learn it. Right. And you gotta get fucked over before you learn it. Mm. No matter what industry you're in, mm. bro. That's real. I've been in the industry 10 years. I had the number one rated show for almost 10 years, right? What do I have to show for? It was out of Tattoo Empire. Mm. When motherfuckers made, I seen a, one of my first boys make 200 million. It's certain things that it's just like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And that's behind the camera. And that's behind the camera. With me, it's just like this. I'd rather make stars. If I got to get in front of the camera again, it got to make sense to me. And it got to be my own situation. I I can't no longer be a puppet for anybody. I can't no longer make anybody a a whole shitload of money. I'm not taking care of my own people. You know what I mean? Like You could think about if I really got the money I was supposed to get, off of what I was doing for 10 years. You know how good my whole family be right now? Like, it's crazy I'm only able to take care of certain people in my family, but if you really pay me the money that I was really worth. Supposed to get. Supposed to get. Deserve. It'd be more than enough for me to take care of my family and my crew, and none of us have to worry about it. But the fact that I don't have that made me start have to start thinking and wondering like, yo, I gotta do better. I see motherfuckers keep getting shit taken from them because they get shit handed to them. I don't want shit handed to me no more because you can take it from me. I'll go earn mine because you can't go take away something I earn. So that's why I always feel like in front of the camera, I can do it again, but it got to be my own situation, bro. You got to be in control. I got to be. I got to control my own narrative. I got to control all of that shit. Because when you get somebody else controlling your narrative, they can shit do shit like make you look like the bad guy one. I'm not for my how people to take, take me up on TV. Yeah. How, how does that affect you? Like, how do you feel about that? Like, knowing, like, like, how, like, because I see you on the set, I've seen you work and shit, whatever, you're a stone cold professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you go through the punches and shit like that. How do you do that? How do you deal with the criticism? Well, you got to understand, I was in my first two years, I was in. First four years of TV. If you if you leave it up to me, you're like Teflon. Like you gotta understand, like it was a trial by fire from the first day we got in there, yo. First it was these motherfuckers ain't good enough to be on TV. Then it was they some dirty looking motherfuckers. Then of oh, our relationship, I, I had the most hated fucking girlfriend in the world. So every Monday, every fucking Tuesday. After we filmed, you trending on fucking on Twitter. Then you had the most hated girlfriend in. Oh yeah, she was she was trending, really? bro. Really? How much they hated her. Holy shit, trending. So it was like, and it, yo, know, bro, the amount of shit that I be getting served is like after a while you come numb to it. 
it'd be like, you got to deal with it. Like, every week, you were an asshole season, you fired this person. Not understanding why I fired them. <laughs> and it was perfect sense to fire them. And anybody who owned the business would have fired them, but Caesar's wrong. Right. And you know how many fires I got. Right. Remember, I fired a motherfucker for Caesar right. wrong. Right. So, it was, it'd be that shit, right. this shit, Caesar's this, Caesar's that. To the point that, you know what I mean, it's like, I stopped listening to motherfuckers outside of the circle that I had. Right. So, if the circle I had was good with one of my actions, I was fine. Because I know in TV, like, it's just TV. Right. And, and speaking of girlfriends, are, are you in a relationship now? I'm currently dating. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I ain't putting my relationship out there no more. You know what I mean? Because I really feel like all my other relationships... Kinda, too public. It's too public. And, you know, you don't really get your privacy you want to. Mm. Like, a motherfucker able to run down on your girl and be like, I can't right. do that to no one else, girl, because I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> So I always keep my shit private right, right now. Right, 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 right. That's one of the things you learned. Maybe there should certain things to, need to bro. be. Some things everybody don't need to know. Right. I used to be an open book, like yo, just know everything because I don't keep it. But now it's more like I need to keep certain things private. For for ten years, I feel like I just let everything out and nothing. I was able to hold for myself. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's nothing for me. Like, I mean, you've been on TV for I over know. a decade, and that shit. Your I life mean, has been public records. Exactly. Like <laughs> when somebody sit there and ask you, "Yo, what's your birthday?" I'm like, matter of fact, I just Google you. And I just sit there and say, "You know what? I need to hold some shit for myself." That's because crazy. it's like a motherfucker tell you who your mother is, who your That's father crazy. is, everybody now because of that. It's like you have no more privacy, and I actually enjoy my private life now. Man. You know. Like, I like going home and, and, and doing what I do and chilling with who I chill with. Nobody knows nothing. And be like, oh, well, fuck y'all. Because regardless, it's going to be criticized. So, so, so you kind of enjoying the, uh, I ain't going to say no spotlight because regardless of what, regardless, TV or no TV, you're in the spotlight. spotlight. <laughs> and more of, I'm starting to learn how to be in the spotlight better. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know when you on when you on reality TV, put everything out there like I this person I'm fucking with this, and that. but now it's like yo, y'all motherfuckers use everything and just make it so negative, bro. Right. Speaking of spotlight, what, what made you get into bodybuilding? Oh, that shit. <laughs> like 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 what what made you want to say you know what I want to be an action figure? <laughs> like what, what what comes to your mind and make you think of that? Oh, Where did that come from? This shit gonna sound weird. Bro. Uh, I got it. I got into the bodybuilding shit because honestly, it's the guy I shoot. I was trying to find myself. Mm. Like, see, with with the gym and all that shit, it gives. That's the first time I ever had like not a safe haven, but a place that I don't have to answer my phone. I don't gotta do certain. Things. I can just zone out. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Safe place. Safe place. Yeah. And then when everything went down. It's something, it clicked in me. It's like, yo, just get in the gym and just figure this shit out. You feel me? Because sitting in the house, you know what I mean, trying to, talking to lawyers and all, it's not going to get you where you need to be. Right, right. right. So, after a while, it was like, yo, I started concentrating on, like I said, finding myself. Because... Everybody knows Caesar, but nobody knows David. Right. And after a while, I forgot who David was. Mm. So me being in the gym, 
I got to concentrate and actually get to the spot where I remember who the fuck I was. Mm. I wasn't living for uh, um, for everybody else or an image or something like that. I was actually just doing it for me. And before you know it, I had set a goal like, fuck, I'm going to just try to do this show just to like, you know what I mean? Right. Get, get someone, because everybody go to the gym and be like, I'm just going to do it for something. And bro, everything started falling together. It was between the concentration and me just blocking out the world. And I was able to just get to where I'm at right now. Is, is that what helped you through the whole time, being off of TV yeah, and shit like that? You got to understand, even though they said I was off TV, there's a whole season of me still coming out. <laughs> so I'm watching this shit, yeah, I'm sitting there yeah. like, and nobody, act, everybody acting regular, and like, like now he's still average. here, and yeah. like, no I'm not, yo. And it's like, I'm in the gym, yo, see, that was wild funny what you did to me yesterday. I'm like. You have no clue what the I fuck happened. Nothing. Yeah, you're watching bro. that shit. I'm not even watching because I already knew they switched around the season so crazy. Word. Because of what happened, it was like, that wasn't the season I filmed. So I wasn't even like, I wasn't jacking none of that shit, bro. So when it came down to it, it was like, yo, I'm just staying in the gym and do what I do. Right. right. And then everything else will fall in place. And plus, like I said, I had to find myself and I had to remake myself. Right. And that's where most of the shit come from. Yeah, I, I got I got to catch one of your um your shows. Oh yeah, the one they kicked you out of yeah. my lap. Yeah. And that's what black people go to that shit. I got to catch you, but you actually um you placed that day too. Mm -hmm. I placed fifth that day. You won a I, couple I, medals. I, I felt I felt that I was supposed to go high. I mm. won two medals. You know what I mean? But then I did a bigger show and placed three the next week. Right. Is yeah. is, is, is that is that like is that like one of your things now? One of your aspirations? I'm not gonna lie. I was just trying to do them shows. And then, like, the main promoter, the guy who's, like, the godfather and shit, mm -hmm. was like, yo, stay in it. And mind you, you know what I mean? I want to tell everybody, I didn't go in with the Caesar thing or my popularity. This is a whole different world. This is the world they only know me as David. Yeah. They didn't know who Caesar was until after I won my medals and hit shaving. They're like, yo, who the <laughs> fuck is this guy, yo? And then it was like, oh, you're that guy? Did, did, oh, that, did, shit. I, did I feel like more of an accomplishment for you? Yeah. Like getting in on your own merit, yeah. hard work and shit? It wasn't like, like yo. Given to you? It wasn't given to because me. Because of your popularity? It wasn't none of that shit because I didn't go in. They didn't know Caesar. Right. That whole world didn't know Caesar. Right. Bodybuilding world don't know who Caesar. Like, yeah, there's a couple mm -hmm. motherfuckers, but it's like no one really knew, especially me getting into bodybuilding. Right. And, they, and like, they wear a lot of spandex. Yeah, a lot of spandex. Yeah, I mean, a lot of spandex. Yeah, different, different colors. Different colors. <laughs> but like I said, when I got into it, it wasn't like I just wanted to just win it on, on just my own merit. And then when I went on my own merit and realized what well, it was like, bro, don't stop now. So that's why now it was like I, I'm invited to all these events now, all these competitions. Like I got another competition coming up in, in July. Oh, gangster. So now I'm putting on some size for that shit. Gangster. What well, size? Yeah, because... Now I'm starting to start play with the big boys. Yeah, are you afraid that when you're taxing, you're not going to be able to move too much at this nah. point? I'm not trying to get that big. I'm not going to get that big. Once I get that big, then I'm crushing my machine. It's over. You know what I mean? 
Um, <laughs> it wasn't even supposed to get this serious. It's just I started getting into it. And it was like, fuck it, I'm in there. Right, 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 right. And then once you, you add a spot, motherfuckers waiting for your ass to start feeling. Right. Like my new shit is now. Everybody said, I got a BBL. Now I got to stay. A BBL? This male BBL. A BBL? Like they can put muscles on you? I've been paid for this shit. <laughs> Walking around with an IV talking about I just got my BBL. What? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so what's next, man? At the end of the day, what's 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 next for season, man? I ain't gonna tell you no lies, bro. You got a light hand. <laughs> but what's next for me? Mm. I'm maintaining taking trying to take over the world, bro. Word. Like ain't nothing stop. You feel me? Like people be thinking, oh, because I ain't on VH1. People don't understand. VH1 just picked up cameras that followed my life, bro. My shit wasn't scripted. Wasn't this created. Is, it wasn't created by some producer and some fucking and some office talking about we gonna create season. This is created by God, so I ain't stopping nothing. Like I told you, I got the platform coming. I'm working on this fucking convention shit because, like I said, that 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 ink fest it has to happen. And that's, I'm working that's, on, that's a big deal right I'm working there. on a couple things, yo, shit. I'm working on my own fucking talk show as we talk about What? What, bro? Like, you know what I mean? I talk show, me, really? Yeah, bro. Like, shit don't stop. Like, you got to elevate. Like, yeah, I did Black Ink for 10 seasons. It was it was down the time that shit was going to stop. Bro. Right. And I've been already started thinking about my exit plan on what I'm going to do next. I'm not like these other motherfuckers that think shit gonna last forever. I know nothing lasts forever, yo. Right. That's why you gotta get on to the next thing. That's why you put in contingency plans in place? Always put contingency plans. And then at the end of the day, you just don't want to be known as a one-trick pony. Like, you think I want to just be called Caesar Blacking forever? Mm. I want to be called Caesar the Mogul. You think Jay-Z was just called Jay-Z a Rockefeller or right. Dev Jam? Nah, they call him Sean Carter now because he got so much money. That's what I want. I want right. my be like, nah, he used to be Caesar of Black and nah, he just seems. Right. Like, <laughs> word, yo. And that's, that's, that's what I see it. Like, I want to create my own table, my own fucking rock niggas and brunches and shit like mm. that. Shit, I'm tired of not getting invited to them shit. I want to be my own now. I want to go over to them. Yeah, I've been one though. I'm like, damn, man, why didn't anybody set me? I got a nice suit, yo. But like I said, for you to get in them, in them fucking, in those random circles and on them tables, you gotta be bringing certain things to the to the table besides the reality TV. Speaking speaking of, speaking of Rock Nation, are you thirsty? Yeah, of course. Thirsty? Let me get you some of the drinks. Speaking of Rock Nation, since you said that, I seen you thing before, coffee before back like there. I didn't know if you was. Thirsty anything? I'm always. Dennis, can we can we can we give him some drink? Can we get him some drink? We got some special sauce. Some drink for you. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what I mean? From over from my own from from the good folks at Ace of Spades and Marcel Sparkling Wine. We got something there for you. Check that out. I guess the pot the bottom. You put that on the side right there. Put it on the side over there. I get the Ace. Yeah. Wait, I probably before after the tattoo. Now you pop it right now. Oh, pop shit. Pop right now. You want, you want to pop it now, guys? Yeah, why not? You've been sitting here the, the, for the longest. I feel like you may be a little parched. Yeah, I, I figured my tattoo would yeah, be man. done by now. But Throw I think you just dragging the needles just want to talk. Yeah, but nah. you, still, you still my boy. Yeah, now nah, I'm finishing up. <laughs> <laughs> you still my boy, though. Word man. up. 
Shout out to Ace of Spade. Yo, and, shout and out Ace. Where Uncle B.I., man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I haven't drank in a very long time. You know what I mean? I might as well drink the good, good shit. You feel me? And shout out to the homies at Marcel, man. Oh, yeah. Hold on, ready? All right, let me do five. I just catch this little part right here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you. Yes, you. Here you go. There you go. That's where the homies ain't here. Yeah, we, we miss you. We miss you, Carl. You already know. We miss you. That's crazy, bro. I really started in this hood. How you feel being back full circle? I feel like I had to. Because people, like, people, know, people know me, but they don't know my full story. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I owe this community because I came here from uptown. And they took me in, like, full fledged, took me in, like, I'm from Bad Stop to the point no one could do anything to me. Right. And that's real. Right. But outside of coming and become family that quick, like, I know some of these these kids that's grown now from when I used to be their parents' house. That's crazy. Like, and it's like, I grew up with them. I had to come back. And they see me on TV. I'm going to land up over there. You actually tatted one of our cinematographers. On the set or whatever. See? When he was one of his first tattoos. See? And it's just like, <laughs> yo, I had to come back, bro. Like, right, right. It, it wouldn't have been right. I just feel like a motherfucker went, got, blew up, and left the fucking hood and never came back. Right. I never right. wanted to be one of them. Right. That's right. why when I came back, I tried to do so much charity work and all that other shit. Not to make up, but to show the community, like, I appreciate right. them. Right, right. You, you, you've done a lot of charity. You have any other things coming up? As far as charity, I know that you're, you're you're big on like giving back to the community. I've been thinking about this the other day, and it's funny that you say that. I've been thinking about doing like makeovers. Makeover. Yeah. Mm. Like I seen this in Dumb before, right? Mm-hmm. You know how. People don't know how to look to go to the job, mm. shit like that. The proper haircut. So, so like a haircut. so a makeover to, to to get employment. Yeah, it's like appearance change up people's lives. Word. You know what I mean? Not just the gym, but appearance. Period. Right. Some people are stuck in their way because of their environment. Right. And seeing every seeing people dress like that is the norm. You come adapted to it. Right. When you try to go out of that box, you feel uncomfortable. Right. Feel me? Sometimes you gotta dress for success. Right. And some of these people don't dress for success. Right. That's why I always say a makeover, give them the the, the wigs, the fucking haircuts, right? The 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 the, the, uh, manicures. Make people feel like you know no. what I mean? Like they, no. they 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 doing something no. for us. You 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 look good. You feel good. Exactly. Do good shit. Right. Especially right. how the economy is about to go. Everybody should sit there and try to get something from Word. Word. I mean, well, we at the end of the tattoo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we at the end of it. I, I want to oh, ask you this. I, God, want, I want you to drop God, this. Yo. What advice would you have for the up-and-coming moguls out there that want to walk in the steps of Caesar and his glorious Black King empire? <laughs> You gotta have tough long skin. Mm. Yeah, this shit ain't made for a week. Right. Because I always know it's right. Motherfuckers get hit hard as they like as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Like a nigga like Mike Tyson, right? He get hit hard. But what happened when he got hit hard? It's 
it's not about how hard you hit. It's how hard you get hit. Get the fuck back up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you're going to get hit. I don't give a fuck how, how historic your rise is. It's going to be a dance with how you get back up. That's the man that, you, that people respect. You feel me? It's not the man that rise to the top and fell to the bottom and the story was ended. It was a motherfucker that had everything, destroyed everything, and had to come back up. There's motherfuckers that came through and done that shit, like a Meek Mill, a Chris Brown, other motherfuckers, shit completely destroyed. They had to rebuild themselves. Word. There's motherfuckers that I could respect like that. Because that means you wasn't, motherfuckers didn't make you. You made yourself. That's a different feeling, bro. When motherfucker can't say, yeah, I gave him his name, I gave him what he and without me, he can't breathe. Right. Now nah, I'm able to breathe, and I'm able to breathe life into other people's shit. Right. That's a different thing, bro. Right. That's, That's why I always say, if you want to be a mogul, you better understand, just like this high, there's lows. Right. If you can consist in them lows, you'll be a great man in them highs. Right. Right. That's dope shit. Dope words to live by. You know what I'm saying? Y'all heard it here first. We're going to lock it up. You know what's going on. Reach the end of the podcast.